Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Richard the Razor Ewing. This is Game Face. And this is our fourth episode. I am on board with my good friend, Mike DeShue Schumann. Mike, you there with us? I'm there, Razor. And uh, what's today? Monday. Monday. <laughs> it's uh, hard to keep up here. So Okay, well, you look, you look like you got your game face on, man. So let's get started. All right. Well, why don't I set you up? Uh, Black Lives Matter, of course. The protest continues. Uh, a lot of the National Guard have been taken away from a lot of sites, including uh, where I am. And then a lot of the police force has also been taken down. And lo and behold, we don't have the fights and outbursts that we've been having so people can just protest peacefully. So what are your thoughts uh, so far up to this point? Well, you know, we need to consider the fact that there's been, you know, really just a, a you know, more positive than negative, you know, response from this whole thing. You know, um, we had, you know, some situations took place that kind of seemed to be very ugly. We had some people speak out. Uh, Drew Brees spoke out in, in support of, you know, the flag. And anyone who denounced the flag, you know, was considered disrespectful. And then uh, he basically uh, decided after hearing from some of his own uh, you know, compadres that, hey, you know what, that probably wasn't the right position to take. And, you know, after careful consideration and a lot of the backlash he received, he basically, you know, turned the other cheek and said, you know what, I was wrong. You know, I shouldn't have said that. And it's disrespectful. And we need to take time to get to understand and learn the plight of our black brethren. So um, then you had, what was it? They I wrote a letter to Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell, which I was great segue. Um, I was just about to bring up the fact that Roger Goodell himself came out, produced a video um, with the same sentiments that, you know, and he even made a which even deeper statement to me. He said that, you know, that, you know, without black, without black people, the NFL wouldn't be. So, yeah. you know, and he's, he's absolutely correct. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, a lot of black people, a lot of black players that, that are part of the NFL. Um, you know, he even pointed out the fact that there should be more, more black coaches, more, uh, black executives in the NFL. Um, and then we also had the situation uh, with Donald Trump, who was really upset that, you know, Drew Brees had taken this position. Um, so this whole thing has just been a culmination of different responses. Um, the protests have not stopped. And really, at the end of the day, it, it, it's about, I think, you know, what I had saw last week on ABC News, and it showed a picture of the front line of a policeman, and one of them stepped forward, and this, this black woman had rode up on what appeared to be, I guess, a Vespa or a moped, and she stopped in front of the policeman, and she said something to the policeman, and the policeman, he actually reached down and gave her a big hug, and I think that that, to me, is a sign that, you know, we're dealing with what really should be the healing process. Um, the NFL players, they came out with a video that was very, you know, responsive. Uh, really, in my opinion, kind of touched what, you know, really a lot of people, a lot of black people in this country are feeling. So, I mean, I think, I think it's a step-by-step -step process. And I think overall, 
um, it's going in the right direction. Sure, there's a lot more that probably needs to be done, but hey, you, you can't be upset at guys like Roger Goodell, you know, Drew Bleach for, you know, the, the positions they took. Drew, obviously, you know, coming out and, and publicly saying, look, I made a mistake, I was wrong. You know, that, that, that to me, that, that takes big character to do that type of stuff. So, you know, I, I just hope that it continues to be positive as it has this last week. Well, you talked about uh, black coaches and general managers. Raiders have had the most uh, people of color as their head coach more than anybody in the league. Art yeah. Shell twice, Hugh Jackson and Tom Flores as yeah. a, a Latino. Yeah. And Tom and Jim Plunkett, the first Latinos to win a Super Bowl together. So uh, yeah. uh, both of them should be in the Hall of Fame. And then Kyle Shanahan came out with his statement basically saying, how can we only have four head coaches of color in the NFL? And uh, they have nine on their staff. Uh, he highlighted the fact he also hired a, a gay woman on his staff. So it was uh, interesting for him to stand up. Let's yeah. move on to the NBA because they're about to get busy. And finally, hey. you know, somebody – and uh, I'm just going to go through it real quick. 22 uh, teams are coming back. Warriors, not one of them. They have eight games where they'll play kind of to get back in shape. And then – the, the eighth and ninth team in both conferences, if they're only four back of the – they will have a play-in game in both conferences for that eighth and final spot. Now, it's say Utah and Denver in the West. Utah's four back, Denver's five back. Denver has to beat Utah twice wow. to get the eighth spot. So the team that is closer only has to win it once. And right now, they have to win twice. So that's kind of where it stands. It starts here in a couple of weeks. It'll just be great to see. It'll all be in, in Orlando at Disney World and um, just playing right there on site. So no traveling, nothing of that nature. And uh, we'll be back in business with the NBA. Now, something I know that might have been either bugging you or has you excited is talk began about Giannis coming to the Golden State Warriors. And over the week, it was trading Clay Thompson straight up for Giannis to get him in a Warrior uniform. Actually, you know Thoughts? what? I, I think that this is just a lot of talk. And I think, obviously, when it really comes down to it, first, I don't think Giannis is going to leave Milwaukee, okay? And one of the reasons They don't why, surround it with some players. He might. Well, well, this is the problem with him leaving, okay? If he goes to Golden State, he's not going to be – you know, revered as part of, you know, the Warriors, you know, uh, regime, if you will. Because, I mean, come on, think about it. KD It'd didn't be like KD. Yeah, KD didn't get the same love, and KD was a player. 2.0. Yeah, and so you look at the fact that, hey, if he – any place that he that he plays, the most he's going to be the most revered is going to be in Milwaukee, just simply because of what he brought there. Um, the other thing is you got to consider this much. I don't feel like – Giannis straight up for, for Clay is a wise decision. And one of the reasons why is because Giannis is a good player, no question. And he's going to be a magnificent player over time. But I think we've all seen in the last couple of seasons, you know, he's not, he hasn't been the guy, you know, when the big moment happens. Okay. Um, it's kind of one of the reasons why Milwaukee's been the team that they've been. They're a playoff contending team. That's true. But when we look at the history of the NBA, what do we know? Hey, playoff contending teams are just that sometimes. They're playoff contending teams, but they can't get the big win. And I just don't feel like really that his stock is that high to take to take go into the field or replace the shoes of Clay Thompson, you know, who is an NBA champion, who is also a scoring champion, 
And you consider the fact that, you know, when you break up that core, now you got the realignment issue you got to deal with. I just don't personally see that it's talk and it's fuel for talk, which is what we do here. But I just don't feel like really at the end of the day that this is something that the Warriors should really entertain, look at, and really be realistic about what the possibility could be. Now, how about go ahead? How about Draymond, Wiggins, and we'll throw in uh, Kevon Looney for Giannis. That way, you keep the Splash Brothers. Draymond um, is one of the players that's going to age quickly in this league. You know what? If you said if you said if you said Draymond and Wiggins, yes, I don't want to give up Looney. Yeah. I'm sorry. I like his heart. I, I think. All right, all right, but you give up Dre and Wiggins for Giannis. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And a draft choice. Yeah, because I know I, I know that Draymond's not the Draymond he was three seasons ago. Yeah. And he okay. won't be from here on out. Yeah, yeah. And Wiggins, uh, he's a good player, but he, I think he's more of a role player, really. I don't think he's the guy. Yeah, I think he'd be a good sixth guy. So, yeah. Uh, I think there are ways away from getting back to the promised land, but uh, it was food for thought the last week and I saw that one are you kidding me clay for Giannis yeah okay now wait a minute now I gotta disagree with you there though because I honestly believe that they are close within reach of another title one I do believe that I believe that because because you look at the fact that they still have their core people everybody's nice and rested they got the they got the 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 draft lottery coming up they're probably going to get the number one pick okay they also have the pick for the for the Wiggins trade, okay? I mean, this team could still be a factor going into not maybe this season because this season's pretty much done, but next season they, they could be a team where all of a sudden you're looking over your shoulder about these guys, not simply because they're the Golden State Warriors, but the fact that they'll be bringing in a new recipe of players with a new scheme that nobody's seen before. Yes, it's still the same Steph and the same Clay. But still, it would be brand new in the fact that you have Pascal, you have Marquise Chris, you have a full season and a full time for these guys to practice together, get their act together, and figure out exactly what type of scheme they're going to use. And nobody in the league has seen that in them for a full season yet. Well, that's what this season was supposed to be about. Exactly. Collectively figuring each other out. Clay's out. Steph got hurt. And uh, Kevon Looney didn't play. Draymond was there. That was it. So they didn't create that chemistry that they wanted to this year for next year's run. So it'll be next year when they create the chemistry. And while you're creating chemistry, you don't go to the NBA Finals. So we'll see. That, that we'll was see. my argument with that. We'll see. And plus, it's a five-year run. It's always tough. Look at the Bills. Went four straight years. And they never were the same for about 10 years after that. I'm not saying it's going to be that long with the Warriors because if you have Steph and Clay, you're going to be able to score. But they just have so many uh, missing pieces from that roster. I think it's going to be tough. All so, right, you're speaking of the Buffalo Bills, that sounds to me like you want to talk NFL. Well, we uh, talked a little bit about it. They're talking about training camp coming up at the end of July. And the problem is they're coming up with all the uh, restrictions. You know, with 90 people in training camp and everybody has to stay in their own stadiums, <clears throat> most of them aren't built for 90 players. So a lot of teams, uh, I saw Pittsburgh's going to do it first, are going to use their stadium so they can use the visitors and the home locker, locker rooms. Because now all the players have to be six feet apart. And to get 90 players in 90 lockers all six feet apart is going to be tough. Yeah. Which makes no sense because you're going to be practicing right together. 
you know, so, you know, what, I, gyms, uh, weight rooms, you got to keep social distance. It's just going to be really difficult keeping everything clean. You know, everybody sweats, they come in, they, you know, you drop, it's just, there's so many things to be determined here. But well, uh, is it, aren't they, if my understanding is correct, though, they're supposed to be testing them before practice and after practice. Isn't that true? Well, they can't test everybody, but they will test them, I'm sure, two to three days in advance. You can't test 90 players every day. That's a half a million dollars in tests that you'd have to come up with. The owners can afford it. And then if one or two guys get it, you know, and that is spread through the locker room, you've seen it with the flu, you know, what do you do? You'll have players that you can re-sign, but uh, it'll be interesting. And the NFL is just has their head down. We're going straight full steam ahead with fans and the whole nine yards. So it's uh, – it'll be oh, interesting. Wait a minute, wait a minute. They're going to have, they're going to have fans? They're saying they're having fans until they're told differently. You know, wow. so – Okay, now, um, now this is the thing, because we talked about this earlier before the show, and that's, that's Kittle's contract, okay? Here's a guy, there's no question of how well he plays. I mean, he's a phenomenal player, um, you know, and really, you know, because you had brought up earlier that, you know, he's a weapon, okay, along with guys like Debo Samuel, excuse me. Um, but there's been talk that his agent – you know, because we were talking about earlier about, you know, the money, okay? And we look at the fact that in the NFL, you have tied in money, which is anywhere, anywhere between 12 to 14, to 14 million. Yeah, 12 to 14 million. And then you have what's considered receiver money. Receiver money is like more like 20 mil. And the biggest right. talk is that his agent is probably going to try to deal for receiver money for him, which I had told you that I don't think that's a good idea for Kittle in a long run, because if you do that, then you lose the possibility of him even staying as a 49er. Um, if I'm Kittle, I look at the lower money so I can stretch out my career with San Francisco because we got to be realistic. Playing in the NFL is one thing. Playing for a superior franchise is another. And, and the Niners are a superior franchise. Well, that's what happened to Buckner. He was making 18. They couldn't afford him so and signed Armstead, too, so they had to get rid of him. So. What you said, Kittle could take the lesser money and stay around forever, but if he takes 20, all of a sudden, you know, also he plays so full speed that he's an injury waiting to happen. I never wish that on anybody, but I've seen players like him. And he's a weapon, you know. That's kind of the future of the NFL now. I think this slotted uh, position by pay is outdated, all right? So Debo is a weapon. You know, he can run, he can throw, he can pass, he can catch. Um, and Kittle is the same way. So I think you got to stop classifying these guys in terms of a tight end and wide receiver money. Whoever is the most effective for your team should make that money. So uh, we'll see. They could franchise him two or three years in a row and just pay him 13 and then just let him go in his sixth year because now he's too old and beat up. So there's ways around it. But I think for George, he needs to take the lesser money, like you said, so he can stick around a lot longer. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. And uh, But NFL is uh, – yeah, they're, they're itching to go, and we'll see what happens. Now, Major League Baseball is the one that's falling behind. Oh, my. Uh, they cannot I, come up. Their latest – Okay, look. 76-game uh, season from okay, the owners. Okay, look, I, I got to stop you right there. Well, let me just finish real quick. Up to eight playoff teams per league, and uh, the players have an option of not playing this year and getting their full salary and terms of service. So why take a cut in pay? They're talking about 75% of pay. And, but you're, you're, you're putting forward 100% of the risk of catching COVID-19. 
number one. Number two, you can't play baseball past October, all right? It's just – it's too cold. And uh, so they've got to decide, and the, and the owners have given them 48 hours to decide on this, or they're just going to pull it and play as many games as they want, and the players won't have a choice. Okay. So they've got a, a walkout kind of thing. So Major League Baseball is in big trouble. And their draft is Wednesday night, and I think they normally have like 50 or 60 rounds. They're only going to have six rounds. So all those players, yeah, only six rounds. All those players over the years, and it's an unbelievable list, like 19 MVPs who were selected late, you know, in the draft. You know, how are you going to find them? How are they going to get signed? Uh, so this also alters the future of Major League Baseball with this short draft. So uh, Major League Baseball, to me, is the furthest away from getting back on the playing field. Well, first of all, the one of the reasons why they're furthest away is, I mean, come on, man. The MLB owners have got to be kidding themselves. Are you serious right now? I mean, come on. Look at this, man. Every deal that they have put together, okay, has been a, a deal, but then they rescind it, right? Okay, and it's like, and afterwards, oh, well, you know what? Uh, we, we want the players. We're, we're only, we're only going to pay them 50%, and, and then, you know, we're going to do this, and, and the players, okay, let's do it. Well, you know what? Now we only want to play, you know, uh, you know, thirty-five percent, you know, and okay, well, let's do it. Well, right. now we kind of think we want to go and do it. It's like, dude, come on, the MLB owners should kick rocks. I'm sorry, this is just dumb. It's like every deal that they come up with, they rescind on it. If I look, if, if I'm an MLB player right now, the bargaining table's closed. I don't even want to talk to the MLB owners right now. This is just stupid. The MLB is not going to open this year, and it shouldn't. Okay, for good reason. Because the MLB owners have just taken this season, instead of being proactive and, and, and getting, you know, uh, really, in my opinion, the players paid like they should be paid, okay, and, and or at least coming up with a decent deal that makes them want to play, okay, it's like, no, no. If I'm, if I'm the players, no, get out of here. This season, well, pay me my money, problem, and I'll see you next year. That's it. The problem is attendance. Without fans, they lose billions of dollars. The owners. Okay, so you can, one you can bitch season. It's no, one season. You can season. bitch and moan all you want, but if you're a businessman, this is how you're going to approach it. Hey, right? One revenue sharing you. with the players. Seventy-five percent. They're getting most of their salary. And uh, tell you the truth, though, if they don't get it going by July, we're not going to have a baseball season. But you my, can't just play forty games. You know, when you normally play one hundred sixty. You know. Okay, but my point is, Shu, it's one season. These owners have been making money for how long now? I mean, come no, on. Well, you not poppers, right. A lot okay. like the Oakland, a Oakland A's, you know, they depend on attendance for that owner to make money because they no longer get that revenue-sharing check. So, uh, anyway, I, I just think baseball is the furthest away, and unless they, you know – Kind of find a, you know, the owners are giving the players 48 hours on this latest 76 games and revenue sharing of almost 75%. So, uh, and like we talked about last week, I'm not sure what's in their contract. Like, you know, wait a minute, I'm under contract and it's guaranteed 100%. Why should I come back and play for 75% when you have to pay me no matter what 100%? So, I'm not sure if there's some uh, catastrophe kind of thing in for COVID 19 or something like that. They would let the owners off the hook, you know, in the Players Association. Uh, and I don't think there is. So this is the problem with baseball. There's just uh, – I, I just think they're, they're so far apart that I'm not sure they're going to have a season. I'm with you. 
just the heck with baseball this year. Yeah. Move on. <laughs> you know, we're going to have the NBA. What's the NBA timeline here? Uh, all right. August 16, 17, play-in tournament. August 18, the first round of the playoffs. September 1st, the second round. September 15, the conference finals. And September 30th, game one of the finals, which will go through two weeks of September. You know, normally you start training camp in October. So they'll move that ahead. But the NBA's got a plan. They've got dates, and they're ready to go. Major League Baseball, not even close. You know, so I, I just think uh, if any sport's not going to see the field this year, it might be Major League Baseball. Hmm. Now let me ask you something. Since we're talking about, you know, franchises coming back and everything, what have you heard on the NHL? Actually, I haven't heard a whole lot. They're negotiating and, you know, trying to come back, but they're talking about just restarting their season. And hockey, you can play, you know, any time of the year because they're indoors and, you know, the ice. But uh, I haven't heard a lot. I haven't seen a lot. I haven't heard a lot. Uh, they seem to be maybe doing it not on social media until they come up with an answer. But, uh, I, you know, for a minute there, it looked like they were going to jump back in it. But, I think they're having the same problems as baseball, trying to get an agreement with the players. Well, there's def there's a definite pause going on in NHL. One of the reasons why, obviously, is the coronavirus. So, I mean, um, they are trying to put together some type of playoff format. Um, but, I mean, once again, there's questions, you know, team facilities, things of that nature. Same stuff that, that a lot of the different franchises are experiencing. But it's just interesting that um, – I'm just trying to understand why the pause with the NHL because, you know, two weeks ago, they sound like they were ready to, they were ready to get started. They were ready to go. I know. I know. It's just kind of shut down. And, and, you know, hockey players deal with colds all year round. Right. You know, because you're in on the ice, you practice on ice, you know, you go in, and like in San Jose, and then you come outside, it's 80 degrees. Right. You know, going in and out like that. So I think there's an issue there with them that they might have – a be a little more susceptible to COVID-19, not that it's a flu-like thing, but with the uh, cold weather all the time and, and cold and damp, those kind of viruses seem to grow and uh, stay around. So I'm not sure. I'm just throwing that out there if that's part of it, but uh, I'm sure they've done some research into that before they make a decision. But uh, they kind of gone quiet. They've gone dark. It's been kind of interesting. And uh, here's another tip that I saw. Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal spoke to the Saints. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. Right, telling them that, hey, you guys got to stay together, play behind Drew. He made a mistake. He stepped up and admitted it. You know, a couple of players said, hey, I don't, I don't like what he said, but he'll be my teammate. And we talked about it last week. That's the beauty of sports. You know, you're in a football, you're in there with 55 guys from all different backgrounds, all different colors, and uh, you learn how to get along. There's going to be players you don't like or care for. You just stay away from them. And, uh, so I thought that was interesting that uh, an NBA player came and talked to an NFL team, you know, Shaq being from Louisiana, you know. Uh, so anyway, that was sort of interesting also. Yeah, I also found I think, out you know, what was interesting too in the NHL is that apparently Coyotes' uh, Xavier Gutierrez became the NHL's first Latino CEO. I saw that. I saw yeah. that. Yeah, that was pretty interesting. I, I you know, I, I mean, because we, we obviously, you know, Pin that on, you know, basically what's happened the last few weeks, the fact that people of color not in executive, you know, positions. I, I felt like that was that was an interesting piece there. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm also hearing that the NHL, it, they're saying, too, is, is very slow, 
you know, on racial, on racial, you know, justice. Um, you know, Evander Kane was on video about a week and a half ago, and he stated that, you know, one of the things that he – A black player with the Sharks. With the Sharks, yep. He stated that one of the things he thought that he needed to see is more people who don't look like him speaking up. And this is – you know, That's pretty much the rest of the league. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, there. You go. There you go. A, a prime example right there. But I think I, I think to his point, he does make a good point because you know it's easy when you know African. I won't. I can't even say African American anymore. Got to say black. Okay, uh, black people. You know, stand up and, and talk about you know the injustice they are absorbing from this country. But when other races do it, okay you know, particularly Caucasian individuals, now all of a sudden the, the voice is louder because now you're, you're not hearing it just from black right. people. You know, you're hearing it from, 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 from white people. Right. So, so, you know, and I mean, for the most part, I, 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 I understand what he's talking about. Um, you know, really at the end of the day, once again, I'm going to go ahead and tip my hat to Colin Kaepernick because I just kind of feel like at the end of the day, you know, people wondered if, if his point was made. I think it I think not only is it is it made, but it's it's driven home at this point. And, you know, really at the end of the day, um, you, you gotta credit what he's done because he's opened up the eyes of a lot of a lot of people in this country as far as what is going on. Unfortunately it took the death of George Floyd. Right. You know, for That's something the like problem. that to be to be, you know, um, you know, to be and now the NFL's backpedaling, you know, yeah. basically in some left-handed way, apologizing to him. Right. Of course, nobody's going to sign him. And I said it last week. I think the league is beneath him now. He's made more of a difference well, by feeling is... than. And then some people say maybe he belongs in the NFL Hall of Fame for his off-the-field differences that he's made. Well, I don't. I don't. I'm not going to say that because I really don't know what qualifies the, the the Hall of Fame. I will say this much. I think the 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 NFL definitely you know uh, degraded themselves by not signing him because there were a slew of players that were signed in the NFL that weren't as good as Colin Kaepernick. Oh, no, come you on, know, they were they were awful. Um, well, the NFL's yeah. looking like fools now. The owners, yeah, they, they are. are. They really are. Because, like not, a only fool that, not only that, not Yeah, but not only that, but you think about some of the coaches, what they thought. You know, they probably thought, you know, yeah, if we would have had Colin as a backup, who knows what could have happened. Well, and now. That Vic Fangio came out and said, it's a meritocracy. You earn your job on merit in sports. So it's not a racial thing. But, uh, you know, even that was a little uh, out there for, you know, Vic. And he came back and apologized, too, for not being I'm glad you brought that up because that was something I wanted to talk about, but I forgot about it. So thank you. Um, I will say this much. I don't believe that for a moment, though, that it's based on merits because I've seen – in other words, I played football. I played college ball. And I've seen certain players get handpicked simply because they were in good with the coaches. Well, I've, you see that everywhere. Yeah, but there's, yeah. But generally speaking, you've got to earn your position on any roster. You know, well, so. you have to play well. You have to play well. But right. I'm, saying I've seen, I'm saying I've seen players that are better than other players. And they didn't get to play because the coaches selected their handpicked. I've seen that. Well, I've seen it too, where I was the only white receiver that was kept on the team and lost a job to a younger black man who had potential. 
Wow. You know, and while I was moving the chains right. and performing, you know, it wasn't based on performance like you're talking about. Right. It was based on potential. So I've seen it too from the uh, other side. And uh, right. so uh, I agree with you on that situation. So, yeah. wow, 30 minutes gone like that. Where does it go? I don't know. So, so you got two minutes left, though. You got some. Well, the NBA's back. I think that's exciting for everybody. To, and uh, maybe so LeBron's is it, is last year. Is it true that they're going to have days where they have five straight games? They might. I, I'm not sure of the scheduling and how that's going to work. But, yeah, you're going to have to if you got 22 teams down there and you got to get the games played. Wow. You, know, you can't just have one a day. Wow. You know, them all, you know, two, probably three a day, I would guess. But if they have three or four different gymnasiums they've created, uh, yeah, you could, have, you could definitely play that. I hadn't heard that. so But I thought that when you said that, I go, wow, they're going to have to crank these games out to get them all done. So, so, so we're coming up on, the, on, the, on, on closing out, you know, our episode here. Uh, I am Richard the Razor Ewing. I'm with my, my counterpart, Mike the Shoe Schumann. Mike, this has been always a great pleasure. Uh, this is Game Face on the Believe Talent Network. Tune in with us next Monday. And once again, Keep your game face on. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.